The Gospel for this day from Luke 4. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. If you can read in the bulletin, you know my name is David Thomas. But you know nothing else more about me. That's because I am a first service person. And I sit right there where the Wilkinsons are. Um, well, it is, it is this service. I know it's tough to change, isn't it? But that's where you find me at first service. I'm a graduate of uh, Capital University. I roomed with Val Farnham's brother for a couple years, or one year, I can't remember. It was something in Lehman Hall that's all torn down now. I'm a graduate of Trinity Lutheran Seminary, and I served as a pastor for a number of years uh, before I resigned for personal reasons. Um, since then, I've just kind of hung around and tried to do worship assistant, and, and um, uh, I read when I can. And I thank uh, Pastor Rebecca, Pastor uh, John, Pastor Hasley for allowing me the opportunity to uh, stand in front of you and, and give you the word today. And I pray that this word may touch your hearts as God reaches into you with the gospel message. Epiphany. We are in the season of Epiphany. And Epiphany is about manifestation. It's about a sudden flash of insight or understanding. It's about God revealing Jesus to us by his many acts and parables and miracles. Last week, for those of us that were silly enough to bear the cold and the weather and came to church, the text was the wedding at Cana, where he turned the water into wine. But how about some context for today in the Gospel of Luke? Luke, the end of chapter 3, is the baptism of Jesus. And we know that at the baptism of Jesus, God said, a voice came down from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And then Jesus, beginning of chapter 4, was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And you know the three temptations. And he struggled, and he remained faithful to his call, to his father, to his ministry, to his life. And after that, he went about his task. And so he went through the countryside on his way to Nazareth. And Nazareth was his, was his hometown. 
and they greeted him and they were excited about him. It, it said in the text that uh, the end of it, the first verses, he began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. Uh, the Gospel of Mark says it this way. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is his wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? They were all excited about him. Imagine somebody from this congregation, a young man that also goes to first service, but you might know the Longfellows. Matthew Longfellow is going to Capitol um, his first year. He's a great young man. So what happens if he became a world-famous doctor or lawyer or engineer or history teacher, you know, with a Ph.D., and he's well-known, he lectures all over? What would happen if he came back? When he comes home, everybody's excited. You know, he's our boy. We know him. He grew up with us. And so there's this excitement about somebody coming that's with our own. So Jesus went to his hometown. He went to Nazareth. These people knew Jesus as a boy. He was running around with the other kids. He was running, he was working with his father and doing errands with his father in a carpentry shop. And so they were all kind of excited to hear Jesus and to see him again. Now we have to take a break here because he went to the synagogue and the words are, as was his custom. So, how many were here last week? <laughs> some of us braved it. Some of us didn't. How many would have been here last week if the weather would have been nice? You see, it's, it's our custom to do it. You know, there are some people that we call C&Es. They're Christmas and Easter people. That's their custom. Probably not the custom we're talking about. But Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom meaning he went regularly. And he stood up because he was known, and I guess if you want to read, you stand up. So he stood up and they gave him the, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he found the place, good news to the poor, release to the captives, and so on and so forth. How exciting to hear that. Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing means there's freedom. What kind of freedom? But remember, we know something that the people in Jesus' day at that moment did not know. We know about his other miracles. We know about his other parables. We know about his teaching and preaching and his deeds. He did give sight to the blind. Real sight. But if you read all of that major chapter of the blind man in the Gospel of John, he also gave him some spiritual sight. So there is that going on in our life, in, in Jesus' life, that they didn't know. There's also his death and resurrection. They didn't know any of that. We know it. It has already been revealed to us. And so we can take his words and understand his words. So freedom. What is freedom to you? What does it mean to be free? He's, you know, the good news for the poor, free the oppressed, the captives, recovery of sight, all of this great stuff. What does that mean to you? Does it mean anything to you? Is it powerful for you? I had a teacher in high school. He said, 
You are free to do anything you want. That means you can kill, you can steal, you can take whatever you want, whether anybody has it or not. You are free to do anything you want, he said. Semicolon, as long as you're willing to face the consequences. Martin Luther says, you are the most free person of all, subject to no one. Semicolon, you are the most dutiful servant of all, subject to everyone. So people of God, we have both in this freedom. Do you understand what that freedom is and the power of that freedom in our lives? Oh, does it mean change? How many of us like change? It's like, don't sit in my seat. That's my seat. Okay? How uncomfortable is it to sit some other place? If I have to read, I'm tempted not to sit over there, but to sit over here so that the walk isn't. You know, you're a brave man. And I might do that from now on when I read. That's change. Let me see. Our hymnal is red. We had a green one, and there was a red one before that. And if you research the change, it's about every 20 years or so, 20, 25 years, if you research the comments, you know, people hated new hymnals. And so we hated going from that, the old red one to the green one. Oh my gosh, you should have read the comments and everything. And then we went from the green one to this new red one. <laughs> and if you read the comments, they're the same. They're the exact same. We just don't like change. I don't think it's a Lutheran thing. I think it's a human thing. But Jesus is saying to us with his life, change. Jesus is saying with his life, you are free. Free to serve. Free to love. Free to be who God wants us to be. Do you need an example? Read that scripture. Go for it. But note that it's not always well received. If you, next week and the next week, come back, I know you will, and listen to the text. Because Jesus was not always loved by the people. They were astounded, but then maybe something else. Because his freedom, the freedom that he was living and bringing to us, is a freedom that brings change, but it brings good news for the poor. It brings sight to the blind, a spiritual kind of sight. It is a wonderful thing. And I forgot to bring it up, but I want you to hear some of the words of the second service. Two things they sang that say what we're going about. The, the song after the sermon. But if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing them there is a way? There is a way. And at the end of the service, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Whom you love, I will love. How you serve, I will serve. 
If I, in this life I lose, I will follow you. I will follow you. This is the freedom that Jesus brings us. This is the joy and the excitement. It's not all just, oh, you know, that's the way I have to be. There is joy. There is life. There is excitement as we follow Jesus. It's not easy. But it's our call, and it is full of reward and love and peace and harmony. Follow Jesus. Be free. Amen.